Howdy do to all of you. I, I feel like I've been saying that a lot <laughs> the last couple of episodes, so I, I like that I'm setting a cadence, so I'm going to keep with it. Um, so what's up, y'all? This is Emmett Watkins Jr., and we are back with another episode of the Lost Hero Games podcast. Today, I am joined by Alan Mir. What's up, Al? Well, it, it rhymes, so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> it does rhyme, huh? I, I guess I'll keep it up then. Um so yeah, we're back with another episode. We got some news to talk about later on in the show. We got some PlayStation 5 stuff. I feel like we've been digging in the well of PlayStation 5 stories a lot. But hey, they keep in the news. Got two stories on that, and we got some Dr. Disrespect controversy to talk about. But before we get to any of that stuff, that's coming on later, later. We've been playing a couple of games this week. Um, now, I'm going to ask, did you want to talk about uh one of your games first or did you want me to go ahead and jump on because i got plenty to talk about as well uh well i'm i'm i'll just start with mass effect 2 okay yeah that's the one i'm I'm interested to see how that one holds up nowadays i'm i think where was i i'm at i like the most recent spot i was at or most recent part i was in mm-hmm. was the was on was that the citadel mm. it seems a little isn't that earlier in the game yeah I've only put about like a few hours in. Mm, okay, but it's still like the fun factor is still there, like in a big way. Mm. Okay, that's good. I'm glad it holds up. Jesus. And normally, I wouldn't. I don't want to do this. Like, I wouldn't play the game because of the whole or because of the lack of controller support. But mm. it's actually pr- quite simple to use, and they the way they, the button or the key like the key mapping is perfect. Yeah, that's that's excellent to hear. So, uh, so it does work pretty much because I know that's probably a game that was mainly optimized for consoles. So, it seems like it still works pretty well on keyboard and everything. Yeah, I I was looking for like I was checking the soundtrack on Spotify, soundtracks on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find the uh, vigil theme that's present throughout two and three as well as one. That's weird. I feel they do have official soundtracks on at least Spotify, I believe, right? It just doesn't have yeah. that track? Yeah, they, it just doesn't have that one. That's odd. Is, is it at least on YouTube, maybe? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or oh, hey. it's only in a specific scene when, depending on who, depending on, on, the, on who survived uh, the events on Vermeer in Mass Effect mm-hmm. 1, there's a yeah, scene yeah. in the game where that song plays and there's a reunion. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what scene that was. Uh, or, I don't know. I feel like we're tiptoeing around spoilers. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Came out, I, it came out almost a decade ago. I mean, true. Very, but, very nearly know, a decade ago. Someone hasn't played it, I'm sure. Should we care about their feelings? <laughs> I don't know. It all depends. Hmm. I guess... Well, it's basically at the midpoint in the game where this whole thing hit, like happens. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit before... Uh, What's her name? It's before you meet Talia, I believe. Or, I guess, see her again. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I, I, I'm roughly there with you, then. It's what it's like the the big, like the first encounter with the collectors. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you. I remember that scene. Hmm. And I was looking, trying to find the vi- like videos of the reunion on YouTube. I've, I had no idea how... I mean, I knew that FemShep was a big thing. I had no idea it was that big. Oh yeah, Femship's like the way to play, if you ask me at least. Yeah, I'm try, was... I try. I try to play in the like with games like Mass Effect. 
I try to play it in the game in like in the in the way the like the, the style way, is like going, the... The, the way like the developers intended. So mm. like mm-hmm. I didn't change anything with Shepard. Okay, makes sense. Well, I'd argue for three, that's going to be a problem because that I remember that one heavily advertising Femship. Hmm. I mean, I like that. I, I do like that. There's the Kotor two type of effect where in Kotor two, if if you were if you were very up in the in like the the light of light side, mm-hmm. your companions would looked all fine, perfect. If you were bad, your characters would look like well, like, like, like skin cracks and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're. Bioware's version of take on that was the whole. I might as well just talk. I mean, you can. Yeah, I'll I'll mention the beginning because the whole it's 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 just hard. You can't you can't talk around it. The beginning of the game. You're you're talking about where they where the explosion happens. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say that's literally the beginning of the game anyway. So like. Yeah. So beginning of the game, Shepard dies. Yep. (laughs) And just how it is. From the way it looks, it looks looks like he fought. He should be should have fallen fallen into like the gravitational orbit of uh, or not the orbit. He should have fallen like I don't get how he that Cerberus got him like they got him back. Yeah, because when they're doing the shot of him like his body go float like going through space, mm-hmm. it's sort it of seems like he's being pulled somewhere. Yeah. Hmm. So I don't he, know. For he had like yeah, yeah. Shepard has like his scars still have to heal. And if they heal automatically and go back to normal, like he looks like a normal person, despite being a dead former, formerly dead. Yeah, true. And it's very if, odd. If players choose a renegade, mm-hmm. his scars will like change colors, and hmm. it's sort of like taking all the seeing what Obsidian did with Kotor two, but just having it all be focused on the main character. Oh, okay. Rather than being like a party based thing. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I I mean, in comparison to KOTOR, that makes sense. Because I I did play Mass Effect 2 back in the day, but I was like, I don't understand. Like, the similarities to KOTOR kind of over my head. But yeah. um, Can I mention the whole thing I mentioned in the chat about how I accidentally uh, swindled EA? Oh, (laughs) yeah, you can bring that up, yeah. Okay, so I like I... I re-download Mass Effect 2 because I bought Mass Effect Andromeda, but me being me, I wanted to play 2 and 3 because one is sort of... One is... one in a, The first Mass Effect and Andromeda, very similar. Yeah. In terms of clunkiness. Really? Okay. Huh. I haven't heard that, that take on it yet. This is my first time hearing that. So... When I when I first downloaded redown like did the redownload process with Mass Effect Two, mm-hmm. I had start like the Cerberus stuff, like that Zaid, um, other stuff that like the the Normandy uh, crash site like mission. Oh yeah, I remember that one. That was on the PS3 version too. And then like I was trying to sign in, and it said like I couldn't authenticate the whole DLC, hmm. and I kept trying like my primary like my primary email so i get into an ea like customer to service window uh oh here comes the pain <laughs> i was incredibly very nice to the person helping me okay it's a good start <laughs> and they said hey you were 
You were very polite. How about a 15% off discount code? Oh, okay. Just completely and swindled them out. So I, I get, I say, oh, thank you. And then I try, I try logging in, like they said, mm-hmm. to open Mass Effect 2 again, to or, or no, to uninstall then reinstall, then open it up. And I say, yeah. okay, thank you, bye. And okay. I open it up, try it, no, no luck. Oh God. <laughs> and then I had a feeling in the back of my head, like, wait a minute. Please, please don't have have this actually happen. So I go to my EA, I go to my Origin account, and it brings up my email. I used the wrong email. Wait, wait, it was the wrong email on there. I gave the EA person the like the wrong email address. Oh God! Turns out, <laughs> turns out it was my um my one of my AIM accounts. Oh damn it, dude! This is. Man, whenever I, I have situations like this, I never I always make sure I'm logged in before I hang up. Like that is how you have to do it, dude. Oh <laughs> no, thing. I was logged in. I just forgot which I have like I have two accounts or two mm-hmm. origin accounts. One with my Gmail account, one with my AIM account. Oh, so you just like gave her the other one? Yeah. Okay. I, I thought this was just like, oh, I gave her a random email. I was like, oh god, you might be fucked. That still sucks, though. Like, was there... I mean, are you just still shit out of luck, or what's the update? Oh, no. I, I was able to... I I put in my EA information with, like, the correct email, and I got everything. So. Oh, okay. Whew. I was about to say, that's... I, a... ended up, I ended up buying the DLC bundle for two. Mm, okay. With the 15% off? No, I... Actually, I never... I, ne- I ironically never got... Never found the code. I assume she would have just emailed it to you. Yeah, either I, I either I get I, I typed some I made a mistake type like grammar wise. Hmm. Damn. Yeah, it might be it might be in your spam or something. <laughs> That's the optimistic post I'm gonna I'm gonna post up on. But eh, still interesting story. All that for some for some space aliens. All that to bone some space aliens. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. But hey, but ultimately, it sounds like Mass Effect is still treating it pretty well in the year 2019. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. Awesome. All right, well, that's good. At least that can be a positive thing. Hopefully that 15% off code pops up now that you've got access to your account again and everything. Mm. So super dope. So um, so yeah, it, do you have anything else to say on Mass Effect uh, before I pop into the first game I want to talk about? Well, mm-hmm. Or did you want to talk about like a different game other than like a different Mass Effect other than two? Because you have the whole trilogy. I have the quadrilogy. Well, yeah, quad quadrilogy. I keep forgetting Andromeda exists, but yeah. Uh, well, um, I haven't bought the DLC bundle for three, and I don't have, or I haven't downloaded three in Andromeda yet. So okay. I've mainly just been playing, uh, two. Yeah, two is and... really yeah. And I'm gonna have to bring up a wiki for the suicide mission. Oh yeah, so you can like do it perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I I still kind of regret not getting a wiki out because only one one character died during my suicide mission. And I was like, damn it! Who? Like I did all the. Uh, who's the the dude? The very like oh I'm like he he's like the nerdy alien. Oh, like, the um, thing around Gordon? his neck. Yes, him. Yeah, he's the only one who died. And it was like like skin of my teeth, too. Like he was closing a door for someone and just got hit in the face. I'm like, fuck. Like it caught me off guard. 
I was like, shit. I, I so I still to this day I don't know what I did to like let him die because I did everyone's loyalty mission like the like I read online you got to do all the loyalty missions and that's to give him a better chance of living, but I I must have done something with him did not give him enough attention or something so no the uh the way it, the whole loyalty mission not the loyalty mission the whole way the suicide mission permutations were mm-hmm. it was sort of a like a um certain ca- the characters who. Certain characters who are good with certain things have yeah. to be used in that sort of type of thing. So, um, oh, when you're so, in, when yeah. you're going into the collector base to fight the uh, the end game boss, mm-hmm. you have someone. So you, I'm just going to give a random example. You yeah. have to you have to you free some people and they have to, or no, you free people and they and that you have to have someone take or, or like. You have to have someone take them back to uh, the ship. Hmm. Characters like Garrus, um, like combat-heavy roles. Well, I'm not sure because I, I, I did, I tried doing that with with the uh, Grunt. He died in when I, when I first played two. Yeah, hmm. that seems out of the ordinary. And like another one is having like prop, like having a uh, like a shield oh, during so defensive. No, you have to have someone a biotic. Some like a biotic uh, hold up like a shield to uh, get through areas where you're like where you have to stay in the bubble. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And the only two choices are Samara and Jack. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't know if I did any other little two missions, but I don't even think I used them in the suicide mission anyway, so it's fine. Huh? So there's a whole lot that goes in that suicide mission that I did not pick up. Did you? Uh, get did you, did you ever do the uh Kasumi mission? Kasumi, I don't think I did. Is Kasumi the uh tattooed girl? No, that's Jack. Okay, yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Um, in Kasumi, that case, it, Kasumi was a DLC character. It was Kasumi, the Forgotten Memory, or something. Oh, I don't think I did. Let me see. And. I, I don't remember using her. If she if she didn't come with like, because I oh, got the mask. Oh wait, no, 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 I me- I, I flubbed it. Send uh, me the stolen memory. Oh, stolen memory. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm looking through here. I do not think I. Oh yeah, I I think I did her mission, but like I didn't like invest into her. Yeah, because I mean, that whole there's Jack, Samara, Liara, Garrus, Grunt, Miranda, Jacob. Thane. Yeah. yeah, now that I'm looking at her, I'm thinking, like, because uh, I remember when I played, I, I just did everyone's loyalty missions back to back to back, and after a certain point, I think hers where I left off, and I was like, I don't think I'm going to use her, so blah. I just, like, abstained from her mission. The one character, though, who I'm going to, I'm worried about, because I heard of, like, a like rumor back when 3 came out, and yeah. that's uh, the whole, the, this, the fate of Legion, the uh, Geth robot, our character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Because, like, in three, he he meets his end. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, in that case, I can totally understand why you'd be concerned about him. <laughs> I like. I, I was trying to play the game over and over again because I heard that if you make certain key decisions with the Geth, mm-hmm. he won't turn. He, like, he won't. He won't turn into. Like, he won't turn hostile. Yeah. But apparently, that was just just a bunch of horseshit. I don't know. I feel like that's one of those like urban legends that went around back before Twitter was as popular back in 2008. <laughs> but no, hey. this is this is back when Twitter was full like full steam ahead. This is 2010. 
Oh, 2010. Okay. Because I didn't get on Twitter until 20 uh, or, yeah, 20. Wow. I was going to say 29. 2009. <laughs> so in my head, it wasn't that big of a deal until like I got onto it because that's how fucking memory works, I guess. But um, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess someone spread it around. Hmm. Interesting. Well, hey, there's a there's a lot left on there. So are you thinking so this seems like you're just going to like run through it and run right on to three after that? Yeah. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm going to also I'm, I'm definitely going to look into the uh, controller mod. Yeah, certainly. Like I said, XPatter is a good one. Um, What is the one? I actually have one that I use, but I actually paid for it. So I don't know if you want to pay money for something. Um, I have to look it up, but it, it's uh, it's something. <laughs> it's like X pattern or something. It's not X pattern. Something different. Is it X input? It's not X input. It's like it's like four letters. It's like KGB or something. K, K R or something. I usually have it. Oh, let me see. It's usually something that's set to open as soon as I turn on my system. Um, but I think I turned it off. So let me just look at that. Startup. Blah 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 blah. Re. Oh, it's rewazed. So it's R E W A S D. Um, it it yeah, has a pretty slick interface. Yeah, I've used that one before, but it, it if you want anything more than like using it for one game, one like set of key bindings, then they make you pay for it. But it was only like seven bucks. So I wasn't crying about it too much. Um, but yeah, that one's a pretty decent one that I use, so I can recommend that one. Um, and anything past that, you know, we'll we'll uh. We'll see. We'll see what options are available for you, so you can, you know, play it as God intended with a keyboard. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, so let's see. All right, awesome. Uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and talk about one of the games that I've been playing the last week, if you don't mind. Um, so I, I will say I'm not gonna have this be because I only want to talk about two games this week, but I do want to throw in real quick that I've been getting back into Apex Legends. Um, now, I know we talked about the game a lot at launch, and to be honest, I played the bulk of my time in that game at launch, but with Season 2 of their Battle Pass coming out, um, I went ahead and put money down for the Battle Pass this season, and I've just been getting back into it. Um, I really like how they're doing the Battle Pass this season. It's Instead of it just being like, hey, win games and rank up your Battle Pass like you rank up your regular character, instead of that, now it's more challenge-wise, so if you get like five kills with a specific character... That'll give you points towards a challenge, and then once you finish a challenge, it just unlocks an entire tier of the battle pass. So it's not, it's a lot less grindy now. I feel like I'm making more progress with every match, and it's just a lot more satisfying. And I feel like the game, the game was always fun to play, but I finally got into that mode where if if I lose, I'm like, all right, let's go again. It doesn't discourage me. It just makes me more excited to keep going until I get another win. So speaking yeah, of Mass Effect and Apex. Apparently, Ooh, okay. there is actually a there's like Apex Elite packs for Mass Effect Andromeda. Wait, really? Like that's the name of them? Yeah, I'm on. Like I'm on the uh, the Origin. Like I'm like I have an Origin open right now. Mass Effect free Apex Elite pack. Then there's another one set set huh. yourself apart with Apex Elite packs. Well, I'll be damned. You are correct. <laughs> How does this is a weird marketing faux pas? <laughs> Yeah, for a game that they just abandoned, like they are, they've that and resulted with the studio closure. Yeah, shit, that's real. Oh man, the the disaster that was Andromeda. They went back and fixed it though. Like the game's not a complete total garbage fire anymore. 
it's just not Mass Effect 2, or even 3 for that matter. Well, people were... I, I was watching a video that I posted in the LHG chat. Mm-hmm. I believe it was why Mass Effect Andromeda is secretly good. Yeah, I've seen videos like that, yeah. It was like a 30, 30-some-odd minute video essay. Yeah, I'm going to add that to my watch later list while you're talking, but go ahead. The, like the person, I've per, I forgot the name of the chat, like the person who did the voiceover, but they go into, they went into how, like the, the troubled uh, development history. Yeah. And how, like the one, the first, for the first five, 10 minutes, one thing to bring up is the ending, the original ending to Mass Effect 3. Original ending. Like without the colors in it? No. Uh, what The one with the spirit spirit child or something or the star child yeah yeah okay i get what you're saying yeah and how like when you when, no matter what option you choose it, it you get hit with the screen that says continue commander shepherd's legend or like his legendary career with the dlc yeah <laughs> slap in the face <laughs> man yeah wow yeah, I, I I really don't know how to feel about that game. I, I do have, like, I, I keep saying this. I have, I have it. I have not played it. I've only played, I only did one playthrough. Oh, so you have played it technically, I guess. I, I played it at launch before my uh, my home got ravaged by Hurricane Sandy. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 were among the many games I lost. Well, it's good to keep re- reacquiring them, I suppose. Yeah, thank God for, uh, digital purchases shout out to digital where nothing can get destroyed by physical disaster just you know if the internet stays on <laughs> but even then once you download it you're good hmm. all right let's see here yeah I, I will say though for for andromeda i still do own that game i still want to get around to it but it's starting to like there's like a tier of game in my collection like mass effect andromeda is one of those what is it fear 2 reborn is one of those 50 cent blood on the sand uh, a bunch of like random like like triple A games, but like are like double A quality that I've been wanting to get into. That I'm just convinced they're like, oh, they're not that bad, or oh, they might be pretty fun for me, like what I look for in a game. But like it's getting to the point where PS5 is about to come out, and I'm talking about trying to jump into like these early PS4 and late PS3 games. Like I'm gonna have to reevaluate my <laughs> my choices in life, but. Uh, one of these days, I, I, I'm going to make room for it, or I'm going to make time for it, really. That's the problem. Um, I I, swear, I keep promising myself I'm going to do it, but uh, one of these days I will. Uh, but I did make some time for a game, um, a game that actually started a while back that I've been getting more into recently. And I, I was actually telling you, I, I tried to record a Lost Hero uh, plays, a Lost Hero games plays for it, um, for the YouTube channel, and then I screwed it up and none of the gameplay at audio um and that game is uh i think it is undead redneck let me make sure on that <laughs> dead redneck i think it's sure a, I'm saying I think the right game immortal, immortal redneck. redneck yeah immortal redneck's the one sorry yeah sorry gun, the souls like guns gun game yeah well, it's, it's less of a Souls-like. It actually has a lot more in common with... Uh, well, it is a roguelike, uh, but it has more in common with Rogue Legacy than anything else. Um, now, basically, for, for those of you who might not know, Re- Immortal Redneck is basically... Uh, it is a roguelike. It's a first-person shooter. And it is kind of 
what I think of it as is Doom crossed with Rogue Legacy. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I, it's a really good game, basically, is the long and short of it. Um, I really enjoy how, like I said, it's a little bit inspired by Doom, so it's fast-paced combat. Um, it's a lot of, I don't think there's actual, I don't think there's a dodge mechanic, but, like, it's a lot of, like, platforming. It's that kind of classic 90s style of arcade shooting that I really enjoy. Um, all the enemies have, like, straight-up projectiles where you can just dodge them. Okay. Uh, and it's just very, it's just very engaging, but it's also very, like, bite-sized. Like, something I'm kind of getting annoyed by games recently in the last few years is just like, oh, man, do I have to sit here and play for 200 hours to experience everything? And I've talked about that in previous episodes of the show where I'm just, like, into these smaller, more bite-sized games. And this is perfect for it. Um, and then it gives you a lot of, like, stopping points as well because how the game works is, I mean, you are a redneck who, for some reason, is immortal, keeps coming back as a mummy, and you just keep running into the same dungeon, and it's randomly generated every time you go in there. And uh, how do we explain it? And so you go into these dungeons, or I guess it's just a tomb, because <laughs> you're going into a pyramid every time. Um, and then you just go to different rooms, and then you clear out a room of enemies. Then you loot all their all, everything they drop. Um, there's vases everywhere, and the vases don't really drop anything unless you find a specific perk. Um, and that's another thing. As you kill enemies, they'll drop money for you to use on different upgrades. They'll drop ammo and health, of course, but they'll also drop random scrolls. And if you find these scrolls, that can lead to, you know, random modifiers for your run. So like I said, all these vases are everywhere and those vases don't do anything unless you find a scroll. Then those vases can randomly drop money or health or ammo. Um, sometimes you'll find a vase that'll say, hey, you never have to reload ever. Sometimes you'll find a vase that's like, hey, you're going to run the entire time. Sometimes you'll find a vase that says, hey, you're going to, I don't know, you're, you're going to get this new special weapon and have unlimited ammo on just this weapon. But you won't have, but this slot, this one weapon slot is going to be dedicated to that weapon. You can't switch it out for anything. So it'll have random modifiers like that that you'll just find throughout the match. Sometimes they'll be in your favor. Sometimes they won't. Um, I've been screwed by a couple of them, but it, it tends to generally be, you know, on the nicer side. It won't make your life too much of a living hell. And um, but what makes this interesting is not like I compared it to Rogue Legacy. The thing about Rogue Legacy is you'll go through your if you ever played the game. The whole game's about like generations of the same person going through this dungeon again and again and again. And um, you'll get different like genetic modifiers. So one one time your guy might be super short. One time your guy might have a really big sword. Um, and then you know different modifiers like that. Here, those those modifiers aren't random. You can actually choose what you want. So when you're born again after your next run, um, you can pray to a different god, and each god has a different like kind of lane that they have with their weapons and abilities. Um, there's like a healing class where basically every time you kill an enemy, it will bring up your total health point pool up 1%. So you can kill 100 enemies in a run and have 100 extra health than you would normally with any other character. Um, but their weapons are a lot more, the weapons that you have with that character are a lot more like pistol based and a lot more, you're not doing a lot of damage per second. You're just, you know, chipping away at a lot. But then you'll have another character who's more like lightning attacks and everything, and they'll have like the plasma flamethrower 
and like a like a lightning arc pistol that I find pretty useful. Um, but then their abilities are more just like, oh, you'll get like a slightly like a little bit of a recharging shield, which is fine. But you know, in in this game, you're always going to want to value actual health over like armor and stuff like that. And the game's just really good. And with because it's designed in a way where like I said, you're clearing out these rooms. Every time you clear out a room, that is effectively a save point. So let's say you're in the middle of something, you know, dinner's ready, or if you got kids, your kids are, you know, putting Legos in their nose. <laughs> you can literally pause this game. You could turn it off at any point as long as you've cleared the room of enemies. If you just put the game down and exit before you open to a new room, it saves the game right there. So you can just come back right where you were. And it is super convenient for that because I've been having um I've been having a lot of stuff where I've been like, you know, washing clothes or stuff or doing chores or really I've been doing homework in between stuff and having to get called upstairs for things. Um I even while I was talking about this game just now, my little brother just came in to tell me something was upstairs and I told him I'll get it later. Um I did it all through texting. Um but yeah, uh, it's just really convenient, and the game's just really fun. Very good combat. Um, I've I've made a lot of comparisons to Doom. I actually think it might have a little bit more in common with Serious Sam. If you guys remember that franchise, I don't know if you remember that franchise. Oh man, I love Serious Sam. Oh well, perfect. This this is kind of like um, this is Serious Sam without the big wide open arenas. So <laughs> or, are there people with bombs like running, screaming, running at you? <laughs> They don't have enemies like that. There are some enemies that have that that are just as annoying as that enemy. Um, this is like uh, how do I explain? It, it's kind of like a lot of the enemies they have in this game are you'll get like the really small ones that won't run straight at you. None of the enemies in this game run straight at you because you're in a room. So if they just run straight at you, that's like very that's you're pretty. They're pretty much gonna get to you before you can get to them most of the time. Um, because in Serious Sam, a lot of those levels are just wide open fields, so you can just shoot them from two miles away when they're running straight towards you. But you'll get, like, they have these, like, frog enemies that are just, like, really tiny. So especially if you're using a controller and not a mouse, it's kind of hard to hit them until they're, like, right up on you. Um, but though it's really fun for those enemies. It's really fun to get, like, a like an automatic gun or they actually have some homing rocket type, uh, some homing missile type weapons that you can use it's really fun to just take out a bunch of them in like one burst that's really good um but a lot of the enemies are just going to like get close to you they actually have one where it's like a bunch of mummies who come out of a casket and then the casket is bouncing around you got to destroy the casket um or i guess it wouldn't be casket sarcophagus i guess i might not even be saying that right but sarcophagus um yeah sarcophagus sarcophagus thank you um so yeah that'll be bouncing around and then they'll just pop out a bunch of mummies those mummies will come up and just slap you in the face but they don't have like an iconic scream or anything they actually look like kids which is kind of weird um just shooting dead children in the face very strange um yeah this game isn't one of those edgy games that's just one weird i guess design choice they look like they look like like mummies and mini ninjas if you remember that game um Yeah, it's a little it's strange, but it doesn't, you know, add or take away anything from the game necessarily. Um, but anyway, 
yeah, I really enjoy. I just really enjoy the game. It's just really solid. The 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 upgrade trees that you get because once you get gold from each run, when you die, you keep that gold. You use that to you know upgrade your maximum health, upgrade your maximum ammo pool, um, upgrade each of the each of the gods that you pray to that give you a different loadout. You can upgrade what those gods will do for you, so you can you know get an extra weapon slot or maybe their weapon of choice fires a little bit faster, and you know little different you know upgrades like that and i just actually up unlocked an upgrade where there's a shopkeeper now and the shopkeeper gives you access to uh a special relic that will keep the the tomb the exact same so if you were having a really good run on a particular tomb you can pay money to keep it that exact same tomb every single time so that you can kind of learn it and you know, so you can kind of have a set strategy for something rather than just running into something randomly um but they also sell uh, some some more consistent perks. So I said earlier about the scroll system. Scrolls are just random. Whenever you play, it's just going to be random every time. But with the uh, but they have another. I think it's medallions is what you can buy. And if you have a medallion on when you walk in there, it's the same exact bonus every single time. So the one I have installed right now is just it gives me extra defense and extra damage, and it's just a flat bonus to every single thing I do. And I can't have that taken away from me until I, you know, equip a different medallion. And it's kind of a good, like, you know, equal playing field when things get too reckless, when the RNG is screwing you over too much. That's kind of a good way to balance things out a little bit in your favor. So yeah, Immortal Redneck, it's a, it's really good. It's on, now it is in the Steam sale right now, which I'm not sure if the Steam sale is still going to be going on by the time this goes up. Uh, uh, the Steam sale will uh, end on like the last day is Tuesday. Oh, okay. So, so this might be back up when you guys are hearing this, but um, yeah. Uh, the game's on sale in the Steam sale. I think it's uh four dollars. Let me see. It actually might be six bucks. Let me see real quick. Uh, I had it open in a tab. Where you at though? Let's see. Mortal Redneck. Oh yeah, it's it's three ninety nine. So um, if you guys have Steam, go ahead and pick it up on Steam. It's three ninety nine. But this thing's on PS four. It's on Xbox. It's on Switch for Christ's sake. Um, and I think it's gonna fit pretty well on any of them. I think Switch is probably a really good place for it, just because this is a great bite sized game to just hop in, j- kill a couple things, upgrade a little bit, and then hop back out. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's just a really solid game. It, it's definitely worth that four bucks, but even when it goes back on sale for, well, I, I just saw it's $20 normally. I don't know if it's worth 20 <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm having enough fun with it. If I picked it up for 20 I don't think I'd be mad. Um, and actually, now I'm thinking about it, it's, it probably is worth 20 This In my head, I was thinking more of a $15 game. But looking at the art style and how, how well it runs and just how silky smooth the gameplay is, like, yeah, $20 is worth it for this. Um, now I've yet to get too deep into it. There's actually there are boss fights in this game as well. I'm just trash at them. <laughs> like it, it requires a little bit to. Now I don't think the boss fights are broken at all, but it just requires me to get my aim just perfect. And by the time I get to these boss fights, I've already gone through like three or four floors of the tomb, and I'm like half health and everything, so I'm never facing them when I'm at my full potential. So yeah, we'll. We'll have to see what I think about it as I continue playing it, but I can see, I can see the r- road forward. Like a lot of these roguelikes, I'm like, I'm not sure what the end goal is. I just play until 
I become all powerful, I guess. But in this game, I can see the end, and that encourages me to keep playing. So, uh, yeah, I, I look forward to to continue playing. <laughs> I'll probably record back. I, I do plan on re-recording that uh that gameplay video for the channel as well because I do want to show this one off. It looks really nice as well, and I like to show you know give a little bit of shout out to the indie games because I've realized especially this year I haven't played that many indie games so. I want to kind of highlight the ones that are tickling my fancy recently. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say on that one. Um, I got another one I'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and pass it off to you unless you had any questions about Immortal Redneck. Uh, no, I, I I, I, haven't gotten around to playing. I, I haven't, Let's see how many games I have in my Steam library. I have nearly 440. Oh, for, uh, you mean Steam games? Yeah. Young man, actually... I'm going to pause before I give you too much crap for that, because I bet I have about the same. You, you said 440? I have almost, like, near that. I have 439. Wow. Okay. See, I, I'm close. I have 356, which is fucking wild. I don't even play on Steam that much. Like, what's my problem? E-collecting. It is. That, that's exactly what it is, man. The same reason I have a million games on PS4 as well, half of which I know I'll never touch. And I've rebought so many games on Switch and stuff just because people say Switch is great. I don't know. It's an issue. Okay, so I'm just gonna go through like a rapid fire of the games I I, uh, I played. Okay. Yeah. No problem. So I played. Um, I decided that in order to make sure, in order to keep file size, the file size issue with uh, life strain, like I started, I record, record, like I got captured the first episode of Life Strange Two. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. You tell me about this, yeah. And I spread it. I spread. I split it into four groups. Mm-hmm. And they were about. They were like rather than the whole the previous times where it would be twenty gigs. They're in like either three or four gig chunks. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I also did some things differently. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna spoil the game because <laughs> Square Enix has spoiled the game. Like, yeah, they've done that enough for you. I, I don't want to ruin anything else. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of, I mean, I already did a recap, sort of, with my review of it. Mm, yeah, makes sense. Um, Overall, I, it's, I mean, I'm sure you're enjoying it. You're a big Life is Strange guy. Yeah, I, I got to the point where I offered to get Connor Irving a uh, to buy him, like to buy him the 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 whole like the a, a PC digital code for like the whole. Like all of Life is Strange too. Oh, jeez. I'm I'm start I'm slowly turning into a Life is Strange fan. Yeah, I feel like you were already there. <laughs> to be honest, like especially with the season with season one, you were good. With the, before the storm, you're good. Like I feel like at this point, I mean, would you call yourself anything other than a fan? Uh, Life is Strange obsessor. Okay, life is life is strange obsessor. That's a good a good progression for it. because I'm constantly playing obstacles, crosses, mm-hmm. and like I stumbled upon a uh, podcast called the Blackwell Podcast. Really? And okay. they had a tell on it, huh. and oh, she, she mentioned, and like this is going to lead into what I told you earlier about mm-hmm. about season two. No, about a certain song I. Oh, the song that you, yeah, the whole, the song you got obsessed with. She mentioned that she's a, she's a singer and actress. Mm-hmm. So I decided to check out some of her music on uh, Spotify. <laughs> and I see 
obstacles. I'm like, what? So I play it. Voice of an angel. Bingo. <laughs> it's all it took. One song. So I go to YouTube and just type in Hannah Tell obstacles. And she's playing it on like playing it on. She's playing it on good, good like guitar. Yeah. Yeah. She. It was pretty much perfect. Sounds like. Yeah. So I went. I went from Spotify to YouTube, to iTunes to buy the the the, the her cover of the song. Even though <laughs> I, I I own three versions of the song. <laughs> I I own the Sin Matters version. I own the Dolkins version. Now I own the Hannah Tell version. Jeez. And like yeah. one is Amer like one is obviously like the way it is in the game. One another is a European take. Or European act like pronunciation of the, everything. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And the other is a southern. T- it's like yeah. I mean, that's still pretty perfect. Like you completed the trilogy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. oh, I just remembered when I get around to playing, like I finished. Like I finished. I've only done episode one of my second save file. Yeah, I just want to point this out to listeners and who who watched any of my who watched the Life Strange. Or a Captain Spirit video, it's gonna look, it's gonna be a little bit different because I I plan on using my P, the PC version. Yeah, have a little bit of different look to it probably. Can't be too yeah, drastic. Because I mean, I was gonna have to go back and play through it anyway, mm-hmm. as I forgot a, a key proponent in the whole thing, which was spray painting the uh, beer the beer box or cardboard box. Oh, where God. in my in the my like the LSG plays I did, I was just he was just walk, running around with like a wearing a uh, a beer box mm-hmm. like around his neck. Yeah, and wait, that has direct consequences on that part. No, it's just I I don't want it, I don't want it to look amateur. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fair enough, man. So uh, I played, I bought uh, Ace Combat Seven. At, uh, uh, what is? Ace Combat Seven, Skies Unknown. Mm-hmm. Do you get on PS4? Uh, PC. Ah, uh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I was gonna say because I know they had a VR stuff on PS4. So I played the first mission. I played about twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was tra- and I was trying. I was trying to like see like, I wonder what's I wonder what's a better flight simulator, this or Battlefront Two. Oh, okay. Huh. What one? What? Which one won out in the end? So far, it's Battlefront. It's still, about, it's in Battlefront 2's corner. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> Versus the actual airplane simulator. Yeah, and I mean, I, I could end up changing my mind because, as I said, I only played twenty like twenty minutes. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's a damn shame. And then, and then, again, but then again, the whole like moving, like the whole movement system, like control-wise, yeah. is completely different between the two games. Oh, okay. Well, that, it's probably hard to bounce back and forth between them because of that, huh? Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, besides, I I gotta be honest. I don't know much about Ace Combat. Is there even a campaign mode to experience in that game? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure on the lore of it. So you just like mess around in single player in each of them? Yeah. Well, with um, Ace Combat, I just I'm playing around in the campaign. With Battlefront Two, I play around in the uh, the dog fighting mode. Hmm, okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know why, just something about being in first person, like in the, in the cockpit of the of an X-Wing, 
It just feels right. Feels right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't disagree. Oh, uh, I boy. I bought or not bought. I continued playing uh, Warframe after last week's episode. Good call. Good call. I heard they there's like a new they're teasing a new update for it as well. Yeah, uh, more like open world stuff and vehicle like vehicle combat. And when I say vehicle, I mean like ship combat. Yeah, seems like they're transitioning from like ground combat to ships and vehicles, like all in one like smooth motion. Yeah, I I cannot wait because I'm just loving the game. Oh yeah, it's a good game. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I also bought I bought Life and uh, I Life is Strange. I bought uh, How the Park Baseball 2020, as I <laughs> I own now at least six of the of the twenty game like. 20 editions of the game. Jesus. You're you're almost as big of a fan as them as Life is Strange, huh? Well, no, it's 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 a more statistic-based version of a baseball game. Oh, okay. It's more like a management sim type thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I did, however, play Super Mega Baseball 2. Oh, okay. How's that one? I believe that's I, more of like an arcader. Yeah, it's a... It, it looks it has like it has a very um sort of it has sort of like Wii Sports type art style. Okay. A little bit more vibrant and cutesy and such. And it's like men and women playing the game. Oh, okay. That's that's nice. Nice to see. So I I'm like I check I checked to see if it's on sale and it's like it's like mm-hmm. over fifty over half off. So, oh, so I pull geez. pull the trigger and buy it, jump in and start playing, and notice I'm in, a, I'm in a multiplayer lobby. It happened again. Oh, no. Is it really, like... Is it just multiplayer this time? No, there's... There's thing with, like, solo stuff, but most of it is geared toward multiplayer. Ah, oh, damn. And I, just, I, yeah. I got... Uh, I'm getting a refund. Good. They, they give you a refund if it's less than, like, what, two, three hours? Yeah, I only played about nine minutes. Okay, yeah, you're probably good for it then. But yeah, that fucking sucks, dude. I mean, because I like I was watching a Funhouse video of the first first game, and it looked it looked very good, like very fun. Yeah, if only you could play a a career mode by yourself. It's the one thing. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, since you're gonna drop that one, are you just gonna go back to the sim, or are you still on the search for like a more arcadey baseball type game? There really is is none because the only other choice would be RBI baseball. And that series is not that great. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of like you know disdain for that franchise. Yeah, like whereas in the past it would be put out by a like a legitimate developer, it's actually LV like an LV game division working on it. Oh wow, what? Yeah, and that's the best they can do still. <laughs> Unfortunately. Ah uh, damn. Well, that's unf- well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> oh, oh boy, I and. Going back to Life is Strange. Yeah. Did you get did you get a chance to read the comic yet? Um, no, I haven't had a chance. I did put them on my phone. I just haven't had a chance to stop and look at them yet. Why is there is there like a reference to the comic in what you've played of two? No, uh the comic it apparent according to the uh to Michelle Koch and Raul Barbet. Yeah. The Sacrifice Arcadia Bay ending is sort of not canon. They say this recently. I I remember watching uh, the kind of funny interview with Ashley Birch and someone else from the, one of the other lead 
leads from deck nine talking about how talking about the game and he greg mentioned that he was he told uh, michelle coach to, to told him that he played he played the the uh he chose the non-canon ending and he <laughs> said and greg said just f like fuck you it's 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 my ending <laughs> i'm sure that's the perspective of a lot of people but hey that's why they have the comic huh yeah, and I actually got it wrong when I was describing it last week. Oh, okay. It's not a. It's not. It's a new like. It's sort of. It's sort of the all good things of like from Star Trek: The Next Generation, where oh, uh huh, where Max or where Max is in, is sort of like the Picard of like changing things, changing changing the, the like the future and being the one that retaining like retain the memories. Yeah. So. Rachel and Chloe are like they're they get a it's it's two years after the like it's two years after the game and and it's a it's technically different Chloe and different Chloe and Rachel like oh like in the whole like multiverse type thing it's a different Chloe but they're effectively like the same like their personalities personalities and whatever are the same but their experiences are different yeah okay that makes sense yeah but Max is the she it she's it's like she she's straight up no changes to her whatsoever. She's like this is Max from the Sacrifice Arcadia Bay ending. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's it's funny that I like I gifted you the uh, the first uh, four issues, or no, no, not the first four issues, the first uh, volume. Yeah. There's a group of characters in the beginning of the story who actually reappear in the second, the second uh, arc. Second volume. Well, oh. mm-hmm. each each volume is about four issues, so they're like the halfway point in the in the volume. I gotcha. And they like the characters suddenly came like came like came in, and Max is trying like she's freaking out. Gosh, more stress. <laughs> Never a dull day for Max. It is a mind, not like mind bending experience reading that reading that book. I'm excited. Yeah, it, they just what it sounds like they just keep going. They keep going in on the time dilation stuff and her messing up the world, or at least that's why I imagine they would go. Yeah, and I accidentally got spoiled on YouTube. Damn, it'd be like that sometimes. Like it, it it's uh-huh. it's it, the the thumbnail. It, it literally spoiled it in the thumbnail. Yeah. Damn, you had no chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, like, I'll give you a hint. They're all wearing black. Oh. And if you remember from Life Strange 1. Yeah, I remember that ending. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to try and make sure I don't mess up my YouTube algorithm to show me stuff like that. Because, <laughs> Jesus, I'd hate to have that spoiled. Um, Yikes. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know that. Oof, that's just unfortunate. I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, but yeah, there's still there's still plenty of other stuff in the Life of Strange universe to be excited for. Um, but yeah, uh, was there anything else after RBI or after you know? I guess it was the Sim Baseball. RBI is not the one you're playing. After the whole baseball debacle, uh, were there any other games you've been playing this week? After as you're waiting to get your refund on that other one. Uh no. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, you you got pl- you really made a lot of progress on there. I feel 
feel weird because I only played. I thought I felt good about playing three games. <laughs> I mean, I plan on like going back and like there's a a new mod mod came out for Kotor. Oh, okay. That it's like a three gig uh, texture mod. Oof, another so, so another it, time sink. I cannot wait to download it and see how it looks. I mean, I saw a little glimpse of how it looks. It doesn't look it. It's the best that can be done with the engine. Yeah, they've been on that. Hasn't that game been out for like almost a decade now? Kotor. Yeah. You're thinking of uh, the old Republic. Oh, thank you. You're right. But they, Kotor, they did. Kotor up- came out over 15 years ago. Yes. Um. But I I want to say even for that one, they updated it recently and it got like Steam Steam achievements and everything. Kotor two. Kotor two. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Still. I mean, hey, the classics, the classics are classics for a reason. They must age pretty well. So seems like even with the update that they're putting in now, it's going to add some new stuff. So that's pretty good. Is it adding new content or is it just like trying to modern graphics? It's trying to like do a like an update of the graphics without being a remake like that, like the Aperion one that got shut down by uh, Disney. Oh, yeah. Well, that sucks, but hey, it's still cool that something's being done in the game. Is this, I mean, is this one the update that's about to come out? This is officially licensed, I'm assuming, right? Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I I only ask because I'm like imagining like if it if it's officially licensed, then it's probably you know Disney's not going to shut it down. But I was just wondering. I, I I'm not entirely sure on the whole situation that they. I'm not sure how they treat all their interactions with all their IP because I know they're pretty strict, but not all the time. Wow. I mean, there's like there's like one with enhanced light, like a, a lighting overhaul. That's that's gonna be pretty nice, I'm sure. There's one with um like there's a Kotor restoration 1.2. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get a let's get the train going. Okay. Awesome. Glad to glad to hear there's more updates on that one. So um so yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and add. Well, spe- actually, speaking of old games with I don't know aliens in them, uh, the other game that I've been playing, um, I haven't played. I, I want to play some more of this, but I haven't talked about it recently. So uh, I am still making my way through all of Gears of War. Um, I hopped into Gears of War two pretty much as soon as I beat Gears of War one, and I talked about that last week. So you know, Gears of War one impressions you can see there. But Gears of War two, man, I am enjoying it. But God, it is rough to go through because I played Gears of War 1 on PC. So, you know, 60 frames per second, 1080p, everything going as great as it can be. Um, but, oh man, Gears of War 2, I actually have through Games Pass. Uh, I've been playing on Xbox One natively. Um, and it is, I don't want to say rough because it's like, it's not like that bad where I can't like, play the game and it's affecting gameplay at all but it is just like it's 30 frames it's 70 what is it 720p as far as the resolution goes and it is very no like oh man it is it is a noticeable downgrade but the thing is like the game the gunplay is still really satisfying like especially um especially i guess with all the new what do they call them i guess they call them executions like the little interactions you can have like you can take out enemies at the knees, and they'll just crawl around. Now you can run up to them and, like, curb stop them or pick them up for a meat shield. Like, all that stuff is really, really good. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm just going to interrupt this to say real quick, I'm using that Life is Strange, this this painting, as a wallpaper for my laptop. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I saw yeah. it, 
and instantly fall in love with it. Yeah, that is that is fucking perfect. That encapsulate that encapsulate encapsulates everything I like about that series. Um, so perfect. Uh, so yeah, uh, Gears of War two. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I noticed that they're making like I think we talked about this last time. The was it Carmine Brothers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're, that, this is the game where they're, like, kind of making that more of an actual thing instead of just, like, an Easter egg. Like, like the first guy that you're training, if you play the tutorial, they give you an achievement. So I was like, of course I want the achievement. And so the tutorial is literally you training this, like, new guy how to do everything. And that new guy is uh, one of the Carmine brothers, and he makes reference to, like, his brother being killed in the first game. And it's it's really funny how they do that. Um, now, as I did mention last week, I, I briefly mentioned that I was hopping into um, what they do with the uh, who's Dom's. Oh, no, Dom, Marcus and Dom. Yeah, Dom, what they do with his character, like immediately he starts off like, yo, where's my wife? Like, I have a wife who's missing. I need to find her. Like, that is like one of the first pieces of dialogue he has in Gears of War 2, which is that super is drawing. Each and die. Exactly. Like, it's just really jarring because in the first game, I don't remember him ever saying anything about any relatives other than Marcus. I got your back, bro. Like it just feel if almost feels like retconning, but you know I'm not about to I'm not about to you know get at it too too harshly on that because I feel like these games aren't. If you're playing Gears of War only for the story, then you might be screwing up. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's something else. Um, so yeah, but otherwise, uh, I'm really enjoying the gunplay. The, gu- the gunplay is just as satisfying as ever. I feel like the set pieces have definitely gone up a notch. Like Gears of War 1 felt very Uncharted 1 in its set pieces, where it's literally just like, like the train was super cool, super impressive maybe. But like most of that game was just, let's go through this corridor, let's go through this corridor. We got this one driving sequence that's pretty cool, but very tedious with the light and keeping the little the swarms out of the way and all that stuff. It it was flawed, but the second game definitely seems to be upping up and upping the ante. Um, and they do some cool stuff with like light and shadows. Like there's this one sequence where you're in the middle of a dark tunnel and you just gotta shoot the tickers as they come up, and it's very intense. It's, I'm really digging the vibe that Gears of War Two is setting. Um, I got. I'm probably only 25% into the game. I got a couple more hours to play through. Um, but yeah, I want to. I want to beat it. Um, I want to beat it before the end of this month because I know uh, what September is when the next game comes out. So if I beat this one during July, I beat Gears of War three during August. Then by the end of September, I should actually look up when Gears five comes out. September 10th. Oh, September 10th. I thought it was the end. I thought it was 27th. Yikes. No. <laughs> well then I'm probably I'm probably gonna get through Gears of War two like mid July so that I can have Gears of War three done before August starts because I really wanna I really wanna play through all these games before you know Gears of War five comes out and the beta for Gears of War five is actually starting in a few days and I have access since I have Game Pass so uh I guess it's only a matter of time before I even get to try that one out. As uh, of this, uh last time. Just stay away from Judgment. It's not good. It's not a good. Stay game. away from Juggernauts. No. Uh, or Judgment. Judgment. Oh, okay. I mean, I've I've heard mixed things on Judgment though. I, some people, I, I don't think anyone's like, oh, it's my favorite, like Gears of War game. 
But for the sake of me trying to beat all these games before September, I think that's the one I'm going to skip, definitely. But I don't know if it's bad, though. I mean, ironically, it was made by People Can Fly. Yeah, and I like them. Like, I like uh, Bulletstorm, and that's the main one <laughs> that I like from them. And they're they're coming out with Outriders soon, which, you know, I'm looking forward to. They make, like, fast-paced 90s-ass shooters, so I'm down for that. Um, I just don't know if that's going to fit with the Gears of War aesthetic, but... Huh. It's all good. Um, so, yeah. I, I've been enjoying Gears of War 2. I, I look forward to playing the rest of it. Come back with my thoughts on the full game. And, yeah. And then I'll play Gears of War 3. And then after that, I'll finally be able to come back to PC and play some uh, play Gears of War 4 in a resolution <laughs> and a frame rate that I'm more accustomed to. Um, so, yeah. Looking forward to that. But, um Anywho, uh, that's pretty much all the games I talked about. I already mentioned Apex Legends. That game continues to be great. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much all I got for what I've been playing this week. You got anything else you want to talk about? Or or you got everything out in that rapid fire? Yeah, I got everything out. I mean, when I'm done with... Like, I'm having sort of inklings of going back to Dragon Age, either Dragon Age Inquisition or just mm-hmm. straight up Dragon Age 1. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yikes. Because well, I was Dragon, watching, yeah. I was I was watching the intro cinematic for mm-hmm. Dragon Age Origins, and I forgot how great that that game is. Yo, you know what? Funny, funny you say this because I've been thinking about Dragon Age recently. There's a uh, there's this YouTube channel called Gamers, and instead of A, it's V, so it's like GVers or something. Yeah, anyway. I've heard of that channel. Yeah, I, I like that channel a lot. They make some really good like video game documentaries, like post mortem type stuff. Um. And I actually know one of the guys who writes for that channel. He's a kind of funny best friend. I met him while I was at prom. So I was super excited about that. Um, So yeah, they actually, they're doing a series right now where they're going through the entire Dragon Age series and saying like, here's the history of this game. And they've done Dragon Age 1 and 2 so far and Inquisition is their next one. So um, yeah, if you, if you want some Dragon Age nostalgia, if you, if that, if that needs to be. I'm looking at uh, Mm -hmm. their stuff with Silent Hills, Dead Space. Uh, Red Dead, Half Life, Metro. Oh yeah, all of them. They they make like some of my favorite. Like they're up there with like Danny O'Dwyer as far as like video documentaries and stuff. Like I love their stuff. I wish, like they only put out things I think like once a month, <laughs> maybe sometimes multiple times in a month. But like they they put out stuff super sparingly. But man, everything they make is really good. So yeah, just shout out to them. Um. But uh, anywho, uh, I guess you'll look forward to more Gears of War thoughts and maybe some Dragon Age thoughts later in the week um, from us. But right now, we're going to go ahead and hop into the news that we've gathered here today. Um, so like I said, a lot of PlayStation 4 stuff. I think we're going to we're gonna sandwich it a little bit since we got two PlayStation 5 news stories and then one like random game culture news story that kind of blew up this past week. So the first one I'm going to hop into is actually, we'll start with the bottom one. Um, so Sony has been doing some interviews, talking about uh, some... Wait, wait, before oh. you, uh, I, I just, just there's a photo I want you to check out. Ooh, okay, yeah. Let's see here. Wait, who's this? Hmm. Do I know this person? I'm trying to figure this out. Is this like one of those, like, hold up. I am not sure what is going on with this. This this is just is this oh wait is this uh what's her name 
Oh, that, okay. It's the voice actress for Rachel Amber. Yes. Okay. I, I knew she like it took me a second, but I was like, oh, this is the young lady from Life is Strange. Yeah, and she looks so so like it is creepy how much she looks like Rachel. Yeah, that's why I got this from because I was like, wait a second, is it like? Because it wasn't actually Rachel, so I was like, wait, is this like a Uncanny Valley thing? <laughs> like, I was like, is this, this isn't from the game. I knew that much. Wow. Shout out to, here, let me look this up. Her name shout is uh, Kylie, Kylie Brown. Kylie Brown, thank you. Yeah, shout out to Kylie Brown. <laughs> she looks a lot like her voice act, or she looks a lot like the character she gives the voice for. That is, that is bizarre <laughs> didn't think i'd see that today yeah rachel amber in the flesh dude yeah and there's a picture on imdb there's like a picture of her like gothy and that even looks more like rachel somehow um oh you mean like in the beginning of uh episode one exactly in the beginning of episode one yeah of in the, uh, uh in the sawmill storm yeah yeah in the sawmill exactly yeah just whoo just right on good for her man Either good for the people making that game that just make that face look like hers so much, or good for her just looking like a game character. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because when I went to go look her up, I like right clicked and like reversed image search, and the suggested thing Google said was like, "Oh, you're looking for girl, <laughs> like just girl, like nothing else." I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's what I'm looking for, I guess. Um, any yeah, that there's the. Uh... Side by side cousin. Yo, that is freaky. Yeah. Yo, she has the same eyes. What is this? Oh god. If she like oh man, if she lightened up her hair, she could like cosplay as her. Oh man. That is bizarre. I don't oh god. This is actually uncanny valley stuff now. Yeah. Oh man. I'm kind of uncomfortable now. Um so anyway, technology has gone too far. Number one. Number two, um, let me see here. Where is it? Okay. So, yeah, that that's bizarre, but we're going to go ahead and hop back into the news here. I might, I don't know if I'll include a picture of her for the sake of visual aids for the audience, but eh, that just, you can look She's her up. She's a very attractive young lady. Exactly. She's a very pretty girl who just happens to look like a pretty girl in a video game, <laughs> who's now, well, I won't spoil that if you haven't played season one, but it's a very obvious thing. Um... Anywho, uh, so yeah, on to this first news story. So Sony is considering acquiring some studios, or at least one studio, ahead of the PlayStation 5's launch. Um, basically, their whole idea... So you guys have probably already seen that Xbox has been acquiring a bunch of developers. But, you know, people have been wondering why they're acquiring so many developers, not just to bolster up their own library, but there's been rumors, or at least, you know, some behind-the-scenes talks that... Xbox is gearing up to keep their Games Pass service going with all these developers, and it seems like they want to have a game out on Games Pass every single month that is exclusive to Xbox. So whether it's Halo, whether it's Gears, whether it's you know something smaller from an indie team like uh, like Double Fine that they just got, they want to put something up there with some pretty great frequency. So they're trying to have enough studios so that they can keep that going, you know, over the next few years. And um, it seems like Sony, while they're not, it doesn't seem like they're trying to do the exact same strategy with their PlayStation Now service. Um, it seems like they're trying to acquire some more studios as well so that they can keep up with that output. Um, yeah. And so, so, yeah. Uh, Interesting on, stuff. 
September they got uh, Gears Five mm-hmm. for game on like the LBN Games Pass. Yep, right at launch. About a little over a month later, uh, Outer Worlds. Yep, which is multi-platform, but it starts on Game Pass, so I'm playing it there because of that. And I'm not sure what they have after that because certain games. Like the only stuff for November, like the only big games are Death Stranding, Fallen Order, Doom Eternal, and Shenmue Three. So, hmm. well, they do have some games. Here, I'd have to look up to see what games are like launching on Game Pass in like the fall. But like, as far as like you know, indie games, like they are snatching up a lot of indies that are launching like on Game Pass as soon as they come out. Like, um, what's that one deer game? Here, I'm actually look this up. I actually have this right up here. Like they were showing some things off during E3, and actually recently had like a another indie showcase to kind of reiterate a lot of this stuff. Um, but they have certain games coming out. There's this one deer game. I forget what it is. The Path Away or something. Um, well, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. That's coming early next year. So, um, that that's going to be one that's launching right there on Game Pass on PC Game Pass or not just PC Game Pass, just in general, um, they've announced that these games aren't launching, but, you know, Dead Rising 4 is coming over there. Undertale is coming to PC on Game Pass. My time at Port Portla. God. Are you, are you game... ta- is the uh, Deer game you're talking about way to, the, way to the Woods? Yes, Way to the Woods. Thank you. Um, yeah, I remember that game specifically because that game's made by one dude over, like, the last three years, and this dude's, like, what, 20 right now. So he's been making that since 17, and now he's like at E3 showing it off. So I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, they have a lot. They have a lot of like smaller titles like that that are launching on the service. So I think that's going to count towards their quota, where they're just like, hey, even if it's not exclusive per se, even if it's just a timed exclusive, it is still launching in Game Pass day one, and you will think about that when it's either, hey, I can pay 20 bucks up front, pay it play it right now and then have a chance of me not enjoying it as much or you can see if you like it because you already are subscribed to game pass try it out for a couple minutes if you love it you'll play the whole thing if not hey well you didn't have to spend any extra money so i think that's a compelling strategy that now when it comes to playstation this kind of has me a little bit excited um not not just because hey PlayStation can own another developer which you know has its own excitement in and of itself and we could talk about that in a minute but going off this Game Pass stuff that we're talking about like could this mean that they're going to kind of reposition PlayStation Now to be a little bit more of a direct competitor to Games Pass cuz cuz PlayStation Now has existed for a long time and I've heard that that's a good service but just for the value that Xbox is giving you, where you know it's fifteen bucks a month if you want it on everything, but you can just pay for it on PC for ten bucks a month, or you can just keep it on console for ten bucks a month. And then on top of that, you don't have to ever buy an Xbox exclusive again if you have Game Pass. So they Sony just doesn't have that. They 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 haven't. I don't know if they have the courage to say, hey, you don't have to buy God of War two at launch. You don't have to buy Spider Man two, Horizon two. Just pay for our, just pay for PlayStation now, and you are set for life. Um, I don't know how bold they are. I don't know if they're willing to do that. I feel like Sony just Sony requires that they rely on those first week sales a lot more than Xbox does in my head. So I don't know if they'd be willing to do that, but I feel like this is a good sign that they're looking at strategies like that and are kind of 
you know, shifting their own actions for it. Um, how do you feel on it? Are you think that that something like that could happen? Do you think we could get a Games Pass equivalent on PlayStation? If it if it did happen, it'd have to be something new, and it, I I can't picture it happening with PlayStation now because the whole infrastructure is built around basically Stadia tech. Oh yeah, like streaming and everything. Yeah, and with with Games Pass, it's mm-hmm. there's thousands or there are hundreds of dollars, many hundreds of dollars of savings. Yes, very true. PS Now may have more, but it's not. The games aren't really that new. They're a lot of them are old, mm-hmm. and even then, they don't have that certain things like Fallout Three doesn't have. It's just the base game, nothing else. Any game, yeah, that's a weird thing too. Any game that has DLC stuff like Red Dead Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a big one. Imagine playing uh, Red Dead without Undead Nightmare. And like they have certain like there are certain games that I don't get why like why they're there. Mm-hmm. Like random PS2 games and stuff like that. Yeah. Let me see. Let me look this up now so I can like judge along with you because I do remember like every now and then because about every month they add new games to the service PlayStation Now specifically and. Every other month, you'll just look at the lineup because they have to make a whole trailer for it and like advertise it. Okay, I'll so I look at the one, lineup and just not understand it. One, some one of the games is W2K16. Okay, 2K16. Okay, <laughs> that's fine, I guess. Um, Nidog, Ape Escape yeah. Two, Gravity Rush. The only games that, like, when I during the brief time that I had a subscri- subscription to PlayStation Now. The only games mm-hmm. I was interested in playing were the first party games, like Infamous, uh, Heavenly Sword, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Hell, I even cool. I, I even just played uh, Local Roco, Local Roco for the whole of it. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> just because it was available, I guess, huh? Yeah. Hmm. See, that's the thing. I feel like they could definitely. I feel like with a service like this, if they brought the cost down, if they took the streaming component, made it more of a background thing. And then just brought the price down and made it just like a downloadable thing, like Xbox Games Pass does it. Like I think there's a success there because there are games on here people would play, like Loco Roco. Shoot, I'm sure a lot of people have seen Loco Roco, and if the art style just sticks out to them, just hop on it. Actually, like, no, I, I was I was off, but not. They actually updated it. Mortal oh, Kombat, it? Mortal Kombat X. Oh, okay. Uh, W2K18, Red Dead Redemption, Phantom Pain. Sniper Elite Four, Mafia Three. Then, like when it comes to exclusives, they got they have God of War, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Beyond, Killzone, Bloodborne, Uncharted, and Last of Us. Hmm. Okay, I just found the updated list myself. Um, yeah, actually got some decent things on here. Now that you're saying that, and I'm seeing some of them actually do come with DLC. Like, where is it? Beyond Two Souls. It comes with the Advanced Experiments DLC. And I'm not entirely sure what that means. I'm sure that's just an extra chapter or something. But um, some of them do. But like that might be the only one I've seen with DLC. I'm scrolling through this whole list. There's there's probably there's dozens and dozens and dozens of games here. It might be cl- it might be close to 100, maybe a lot more than 100. But like some of these decisions, I don't I don't get. Like they have the original Fear. Okay, that's fine. But not Fear Two. <laughs> Fear 2 is the one that, like, I feel like the biggest fan base is for, but you have this launch title that didn't even have trophies. 
okay, that's a weird choice. And then you got like Dark Void on here. Dark Souls 2, but not 1. <laughs> it's like, all right. Like, it's just like a weird just smorgasbord of random games. You got Cartoon Network Battle Crashers on here. Like, all right. And like two, three Cars games? Like, I mean, sure. But like, who's who's really getting this service so that they can appease their kids with games? Like, I'm sure very few people are hitting that niche. So why even include games like that? Um, I'm not sure. And then they have like redundancies on here. Like the handsome collection just got added recently, but they still have the original Borderlands two and pre-sequel from the PS three. Like at that point, why bother? <laughs> like, I don't get it. Um, and they, it, it just, it's just a little bit baffling how they're handling this service. So hopefully like this is an impressive roster just from like the amount of games on the list, but at a certain point, you got to ask yourself, like, most people aren't going to play most of these. And, like, you have, like, Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z. Like, I don't get it, dog. Like, hopefully they'll just look at this and they'll they'll look at what Game Pass is doing. Because Game Pass, way smaller list than this, admittedly. At least on PC. On PC, the list is probably less than half of this. But what they have on there are all quality games. Like... They, they're all games that have been considered great by, you know, whatever niche is into that type of game. Like Wargroove. Wargroove is a strategy game. I'm never going to play that game. It looks like turn-based strategy, like Advanced Force type stuff. That's just not my bag, but I've heard that people like this game. So it's on Game Pass because it has a little bit of prestige to it. Um, and then looking, you can just look through Games Pass and scroll through the whole thing. Every single game on Games Pass has I've heard something about or it looks cool when I see like a couple seconds during a trailer. Like that's the thing about Games Pass where everything on here looks appealing. You look at PlayStation Now, yes it has way more games, but like I'm not trying to stream what the Guided Fate Paradox. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> like a lot of these games are just like random things that no one's heard of or you know random like mediocre titles. It's like the rejects from PlayStation Plus. <laughs> like they they come to PlayStation now to just chill out. So hopefully, I mean, hopefully with this acquisition of a new studio, hopefully they're going to use that to kind of refocus PlayStation now. I hope that they give it a new name cuz like you said, I feel like with that title PlayStation Now, it kind of leans more into the streaming stuff. I think I think you're right that they should change that name into something a little bit more hey, you can download these games and play them now, just like Games Pass, and make that a little bit more known. Um, I could actually see them alongside announcing this new console when they do finally do. Um, I could see them talking about the services and having this be one of their big pushes, big initiatives. So, um, yeah, I, I guess we'll see on that. I, I can, I mean, time will only tell. Um, now, here's the question I want to ask real quick. I think this will be a fun one. Um, now, we've been speculating a lot about this, and this will be the last question I ask for this new story specifically. Um, if if Sony's acquiring new new uh, developers, is there any developer that you have in mind for them, whether or not... Now, maybe not go crazy and be like, oh, they should buy Bioware, because of course they're spoken for. But um, there's there's a lot of developers out there that I think would either be a good fit at Sony, or I just think would fill a niche that they don't have. So um, yeah, do you have any in mind? I have one that would be perfect because they could really use the financial help. Like it, it would help them. It, they're sort of like the 
I'm not I'm not necessarily the opposite of Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Um, Are they... Platinum, Platinum. Really? Oh, because they like make so many games at once. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So and, you, like, you think I, they? Be... I, I, yeah. I, I could see them like. You could see them being under just the Sony brand again, or not again, but like you could see that happening. Yeah. Just from like the types of games that they make, like just combat action, and I guess mainly single player as well. Yeah, like games like Vanquish, uh, games like Nier Automata. Yeah, Bayonetta as well, I guess. Even though Bayonetta's, it would be complicated with Bayonetta because now Actually, that's yeah, now I think of that. Yeah, they're kind of like a sort of like a second party type of relationship with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know. I mean, even if they would want to get by. Even if they wanted to get bought, I feel like Nintendo would be more likely to snatch them up first and make them kind of like a, a, a retro type situation. Hmm. But yeah, I, I do think that would have that would be a good pick just because I feel like a lot of the games they make would still appeal to that PlayStation audience of, you know, single player, you know, exciting set pieces and everything like that. Good combat. Uh, the, I, I do mean, have another one in case they wanted to go for hardcore. Oh, yeah. Try me. From software. Mmm. That would be a choice pick. <laughs> because that would be crazy. The, there are two games that people either want a sequel to or a remaster. <laughs> I know exactly the one. Bloodborne and uh, Demon Souls. Correct. Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, people are still thinking of Bluepoint is making a Demon Souls remake. So, hey, we'll see. I don't know why they think that's the one that they would want to do, but that's fine. I feel like Demon Souls is so like, hey, we all love Uncharted 2. Let's re- let's remake Uncharted 1. <laughs> like, if anything, Dark Souls is the one that I would imagine would be the one that they want to bring back. But, hey, I digress. Um, but, yeah, From Software would be a good pick, especially for all those people who want a Bloodborne 2. This would probably fast-track that if that was the case. Um, I mean, I gotta if, be, you, yeah. if you think about it, nothing against Igarashi. Mm-hmm. The From Software, like the the Soulsborne games, they're sort of like the new Castlevania. Mm, true. When you, think, when you think about it, that same sense of secrecy and kind of preciseness with the combat and everything, and whole diff- like difficulty. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Make a compelling point. I don't know how much that will. Well, shoot. With it with it being so comparable to Castlevania, I'm sure Sony would want that on their console <laughs> to kind of you know have something to fill that gap because I know. Metroid is the equivalent over there on Nintendo side, but hey, I digress on that one. I, I'm sure that they'll actually the one that I was going to bring up. I actually have two as well that I think would fit really well, um, and one of them has been super heavily rumored because the developer has been visiting a lot of Sony studios. They actually visited Naughty Dog not too long ago, and they were showing off uh, their latest game that's about to come out in like the end of July. Um, they showed that to your Cedar recently, and this is our uh, remedy. Um, oh yeah, because re- mm-hmm. since like after the whole thing of them getting the license back, like the Alan Wake license back. Yeah, yeah, that's another story that happened this past week, but it was kind of a smaller story, and I figured it'd come up here. Um, yeah, they have the they have the rights to Alan Wake, so if they wanted to, they could put Alan Wake on a system that isn't PC or Xbox, and there's really only one system that that would make sense for. So it's it's that compared the, it's the that Ouya. <laughs> yeah Alan wakes on the Uya guys everybody turn up anyway it is the first game or it's the first the first of its genre 
and it will be the last of its genre on the yeah. Ilya. As it's it sails first... off into the sunset, on it, like like a Norse funeral. That would lose Remedy so much money, they'd have to get bought. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. But um, but yeah, so it's it's the fact that they have the rice salad wake back, paired with the fact that, hey, we, we, we're making a really cool game right now. We're showing it off to people at Sony, and it just seems like they're really friendly. And plus, uh, Control, their latest game that's about to come out, that has marketing rights with Sony. So it already there's a lot of lines crossing there so people are already assuming hey they might be about to pick up remedy and personally i think that would be perfect just because i i think i'm a remedy fan because i've never technically played one of their games but i loved max Payne 3 a whole lot and quantum break looks awesome and i'm really excited for control and even even alan wake looked interesting so I feel like I would love their games. And plus, I'm a big shooter guy anyway, and that's like 90% of what they make. So I, I'm pretty sure that I would enjoy their games a whole lot if I was to sit down and give them a shot. I, I feel like Control might be my first one that I you know get to hop onto. But um, Honestly, yeah. If mm-hmm. I could rank them, like in what, like approach a bit like accessibility. Like yeah. From like... From the... Quantum to Max Payne to Alan. Yeah. So... It'd be Alan Wake, um, Quantum Break, Max Payne uh, 2, Max hmm. Payne 1, hmm. and then Alan Wake, American Nightmare. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, Alan Wake had DLC, huh? Wow, that's a no, big no, gap. No, not, no, not, not DLC. It was a Xbox Live Arcade title. Oh. Is it a sequel, or is it just something else in the, fr- in the series? It's mainly something else in the series. Oh, Okay. Wow, that the big the accessibility gap between both of those games in the same series is kind of shocking. Um, hmm. I'll check Wait, this out. But have you really not played Alan, Alan Wake? Dude, no. I, I it's one of my it's one of my shames. Like I own, and it's funny enough, I own literally every single Remedy game that we that you just listed. Like I own Alan Wake on PC, Quantum Break on PC. Um, what is it? I bought uh what max Payne one and two not too long ago on a steam sale like yeah i i own them all i just haven't i just haven't started them this is like the the my whole life right here just oh i buy these games and don't make time to beat them <laughs> it's a while, damn shame while quantum break maybe like may look easy to play it is not 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 necessarily that it's sort of there's a little bit of a awkwardness to it to the controls hmm yeah, looking at it, it looks it looks like it's trying to be like super like high octane action, but like the, the cover system seems a little bit like like what Tomb Raider esque, like modern Tomb Raider esque, where it's automatic, and it seems like it might be a little finicky, and I don't know, it, it seems quirky in a way that intrigues me, the gameplay of it. I mean, Alan Wake is a classic that can be played at any point throughout. Like it's a, it says a lot when well. Mm-hmm. The gameplay just—it it seems like the gameplay in Alan Wake is a little bit more traditional. Yeah, it. Yeah, I remember it, even though it came out like a year, year, like a, a year and a half, like after uh, Alone in the Dark, two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It has a better. It's sort of like a better version of of uh <laughs> of Alone in the Dark. Yeah. Huh. I remember liking the demo of that game I played, but then everyone says that game is terrible, so I don't. You have to you have to press buttons to keep your eyes open. Yeah, that's like that seems dumb. 
but also like I enjoy the quirkiness of it. I just like quirky mechanics, I guess. I don't know. Um, and that's the thing about Remedy. Like a lot of their games have these like weird quirks and little oddities about them that I I just find myself attracted to. I just gotta shit or get off the pot and play one of these games. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I do think that Remedy would be a good one for them to pick up if if the rumors end up being true. I think they'd be a good one, kind of bolster their exclusives and everything because. You know, they're known for their single-player games, so I feel like this would be another one that they could be known for. And then the second one that I had is kind of completely in the opposite direction, um, and is actually going to relate to you, because they make a game that you've really been digging a lot recently, and that's Digital Extremes. Now, I mean, for those of you listening who don't know, Digital Extremes are the developers of Warframe, and I just feel like, like, if you look at, look at PlayStation's entire catalog, entire catalog of exclusives you got your uncharted your last of us your your horizons your um what else we got you're like your last guardians and everything your detroit become humans your spider-mans you got all these great games but the common theme through all of them most of those games i listed are exclusively single-player games now uncharted the last of us those have multiplayer components and especially in the last of us those multiplayers are great but you're not thinking of Uncharted for the multiplayer. You're not thinking of Last of Us for the multiplayer. I feel like what Sony might need is some type of a multiplayer game or some type of multiplayer franchise that can be known to their console. Like, they did that with Killzone for a while, but that didn't really quite catch fire because PlayStation 3 wasn't the hotness at the time. Um, Uncharted was trying to be the big multiplayer darling, especially with Uncharted 3. Um, and there's still multiplayer in Uncharted 4, and it's really good. but I'd argue that most people, I mean, most people don't look at Uncharted for the multiplayer, so that kind of went by the wayside. Um, and then Killzone just doesn't exist on PlayStation 4 that much after Shadowfall. So I feel like Digital Extremes would be a good one because, I mean, they have, I mean, up up until Warframe, they've mainly just done single-player things. Like I think of, uh, what's that game? What's the game with the glaive? Dark Sector. Like... Th- yeah, they made starring that... uh, Lexo mm-hmm. himself, Mike Rosenbaum. Oh, Michael Rosenbaum was in that game? Yeah, he voiced wow. the main character. Wow. Uh, good for him, I guess. <laughs> That's bizarre. I didn't think I didn't think such a big name was in a game that obscure. Um, anywho. Um, so yeah, I think Digital Streams would be good because they have that single-player experience and everything, but they've been doing Warframe for so, for so long that I think... I think you could get a really good, not Destiny-like, but something with repeatable content that is going to, you know, allow for different gameplay styles. And I think it's going to be something that, or if they made a game for Sony, I think it will be something more into the co-op section rather than the competitive section. Um, I could easily see them making something like, I don't know if you're aware of the Gambit mode in Destiny. Are you? Do you know what that is at all? No. Um, long story short, it's like a race to shoot down AI. So it's like you and a team of two other people and another team of three. Y'all are on completely separate maps, but you're shooting, you know, AI enemies and you're picking up their basically dog tags like Call of Duty, like Kill Confirmed. And you got to like submit their their the things that they drop. You got to submit them into a bank and the first person to a bank of 60 wins. Um, but there's like a whole it's a little bit more complicated than that, but that's the baseline of it. I could see Digital Extremes doing something similar for Sony. Just like, you know, having something where they can use that, you know, 
co-op gameplay in a competitive sense and have that be associated with the PlayStation brand. Because PlayStation doesn't have any really big multiplayer exclusives that they can tout. Um, especially since now that we now that we play for net play, now that we pay for PlayStation Plus, I feel like they should have something there to be like, hey, you 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 like multiplayer? We we're making you pay for multiplayer. Or here's the premier multiplayer game because even even if you don't like the PlayStation Plus games for this month, you're glad to be paying for it so you can keep playing this game. Like I think they need something like that, especially for the next generation. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much my pitch. Um, I I don't know if you have. Uh, I mean, do you think because you're the you're the Warframe guy? I feel like digital streams would be great for them. Um, now I don't know what that. I feel like they would kind of put a different team on Warframe and keep that going, but it just depends on if. PlayStation is going to be cool like Microsoft has been with, you know, like, oh, you guys can still, like, you can still make Outer Wilds even though we just bought you. <laughs> and you can still do these other things even though you've been acquired and everything. But I don't know. It just depends. I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts on those or do you want to go to the next story? Uh, let's move to the next story. I'm slowly falling okay. asleep. <laughs> I uh, hear I, you. Yeah. I, seriously, I, I'm running on three and a half hours. Yeah, we're we're gonna get there. Luckily, listeners will be probably glad to know that this isn't one of my patented let's stay up until one AM and record because it's five PM. Oh wait, it's almost six PM. <laughs> so we're recording a little bit early, but it's been a long weekend for everyone. So we're gonna go ahead and hop to the next one. Now, this one's a little bit of a weirder story. So Dr. Disrespect, he's one of Twitch's biggest streamers. He he rakes in a lot of viewers and of course a lot of money for Twitch themselves. So a couple weeks back, he was pretty much kicked out of E3 and banned from Twitch because he was filming in a public restroom, um, or at least his team was. Long story short, it's associated to him. So he was banned from Twitch, and everybody was like, ah, man, you idiot. Why are you streaming in a bathroom? There's children in there, and there were literally children in some of the shots. So not a good look. Um, His badge from E3 was taken away, and he was banned from Twitch. Turns out that ban was only two weeks. And he came back, and the big the big controversy with it now is that now that he's on Twitch, everyone's making a big, or all of his fans are you know getting on his Twitch channel and just donating and just hyping up his return and everything, and just making him bigger than he ever was. And so the character who plays disrespect, um, I, I think his name's Guy Beam. Yes, Guy Beam. He actually made a statement on a separate Twitter account that's associated with his real name. Um, he made a statement apologizing for his behavior and his lack of, you know, foresight and just not thinking about his actions before doing them. Uh, made a public apology, apologized, quote unquote, on behalf of the Dr. Disrespect brand, um, which is a weird phrase. But he made his apology. And it seems like a lot of people on the Internet were like, you know, understanding it and being like, OK, dude, that's cool. Like, thanks for apologizing. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does stupid shit. Emmett, then he, yeah, uh huh. Just, just repeat what you posted on uh, Facebook on the kind of thing. It was kind of funny. Is either the kind of funny group or mm. is about? Or, no, I think it was Twitter that I said on Twitter about Doctor Disrespect. Oh, about cops? <laughs> no, about let me his, see this. His infidelity. Oh yeah, <laughs> when this whole thing happened, he well actually it was before all this. He had said something about um. He had said mobile gamers aren't real gamers. <laughs> and I and I quote tweeted that and I was like, people who cheat on their wives aren't real husbands. 
And that got traction, I guess. <laughs> People thought that was a good burn. But um, that was before all this stuff. Like, I had so much more to burn him on now, now that all this has come out. Like, this is crazy because he, he not only filmed in that public restroom, tried to make an apology. Right after that apology, this dude just comes out and is just attacking Kotaku reporters that wrote the story about him. Just attacking them specifically. Like, not just saying, oh, Kotaku sucks, which is like, say say whatever you want about a website. He's specifically calling out Jason Schreier and the guy who wrote the article itself, uh, I think Nathan Grayson, like taking pictures of them and like roasting their hairlines and stuff. It's like, yo, dude, <laughs> like, I understand the whole idea of Dr. Disrespect is that he's kind of an asshole, but be an asshole when there's no harm involved. Like, it's fun to watch someone be an asshole to something of no consequence. Like, Kotaku's a brand. You can make fun of a brand since Dr. Disrespect is a brand itself. But you're coming after specific people, adding them on Twitter. You have over a million followers. That's just going to be an open invitation for little kids that follow you to just attack. Like, not a good yeah. look. I think it was Josh who brought up the whole son, seemingly the curse of the trending gamer. <laughs> yeah like it's similar seems, to yeah. sort of similar to, but not on the grand, grand scale of the madden curse it, it does feel like that dude like, like with everything with greg miller dr speck total biscuit mm -hmm. well i'd argue for greg miller nothing actually happened to him just yeah it was just people around him yeah. <laughs> he got involved in drama nonetheless but yeah like the whole colin thing happened with greg boogie was saying he, he's been you know People have canceled him now, and he's been a little bit scummy in the last couple of months. And now you got Dr. Disrespect out here cheating on his wife <laughs> and filming in restrooms and just being a kind of being an asshat all around. So, I mean, everything that's been everything that can be said about this story, I feel like has been said one way or another. But this is a big story. I, I felt like we should have something about it. I mean, I mean, how do you feel about this? This whole this whole situation is kind of wacky, if you ask me, but uh, kind of stupid. But yeah, how, what's your opinion on this? Because this is kind of wild. I I did I well I I, I don't like him at the, uh, like at all. Like when he won trending gamer, I was like, who's this Jamoke? <laughs> I understand that. I was kind of in a similar, but yeah, he's. I mean, he's clearly popular. Like. He's been streaming for a long time as well, so, you know, he's earned where he's gotten. He's earned the success that he's gotten, but, like, he's kind of squandering that opportunity, I feel like, when he does stupid stuff like this. Hmm. Yeah, it's very, very strange. I don't know if you have anything else to say on that. I just felt like I, I didn't think I'd have too much to say on this either, so I just wanted to throw it in there. But, yeah, this, this whole thing's wild. Uh, so you want to go ahead and get to this last story here so we can wrap it up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good call. So, a long story short, this final story is going to be yet another uh, PlayStation 5 speculation thing. This time, less about the console, more about just their strategy and what Sony's going to kind of push going into this next generation. So, their their marketing is going to focus on hardcore gamers. They're going to kind of capitalize more on like graphical fidelity, higher frame rates, and all that stuff that seems sexy to us. Um, and they're going to focus more on the big budget titles rather than the independent games that they've kind of had as part of their part of their advertising push since the launch of the PlayStation 4. Now, yeah, it was it was mm -hmm. the indie games that ha helped them get to where they were or where they're exactly. at right now. 
when they had exactly. virtually nothing at launch. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was the only reason people had things to play because they had those indies on PS4. Like um, uh, Black Sight Retribution. Yes. Oh, dude, I used to play that all the time on PS4, like at launch. Uh, Contrast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Contrast, the first PlayStation Plus game on PS4. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to look some up. Because I remember a couple of them, but some of them were were losing my memory. Like, what, Resogun was one of the first in at launch? It was... Within the first year, at least, if not at launch. No, no, it, it was it, it was launch title. Oh, okay, yeah. Huh. I remember that one's weird, because they ported it to Vita and PS3 later, which I was like... It's 30 frames per second now. Kind of kills it a little bit, but whatever. Um, God, right. But yeah. When, when I was back with, with, like, back in 2014, or no, 2013, mm-hmm. when I was uh, still with VGU, all we were talking about was just how how, how fun Resogun is. <laughs> yeah, Resogun's still fun. Actually, it's making me want to reinstall that. I mean, even though I crap on the Vita version, like, it's still pretty fun at 30 frames. Like... <laughs> That game, shout out to Housemark, man. Too bad Housemark is done with arcade games. I don't know if you've ever played it, but there's this, the Lego Marvel Avengers game. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, is it Marvel Avengers specifically, or is it just Marvel superheroes? Marvel Ave- Avengers. Oh, okay, I haven't played that one. I know it's on Vita, though. There's a part where Iron Man, like, it's where I, where. Iron Man is flying around the the uh, fortress in fortress from Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. and it, they they shred up turn the turn the sequence into a Resogun type experience. Wow, <laughs> that's actually really dope. I think I actually own. No, I don't own that, so I need to pick that one up because I own uh, Marvel superheroes, but not Avengers. I, I kind of was waiting for it to go on sale on Vita because that's the only Lego game that's open world on Vita. So I was like, let me do it. Um, but hey, now heading that into the hopper of games I need to fucking play. Damn, my backlog's gonna eat me alive. Um, but yeah, it, it's a little bit weird um, that they're going to transition into just focusing on more of the third, or, you know, not third-party games, but more on the AAA titles, because yeah, it seems a little bit, you know, biting the hand that feeds you when you're, when the first, when PS4 was so supported by these indies at launch, now you're just gonna abandon that. Um, but I gotta be honest though, I understand it. Uh, it, it makes sense to focus on more of the hardcore gamers just in general as a marketing push, because these are the people who are going to be buying the big, nice new console at its most expensive price. Like there's no casual people out here like, oh man, PS5 is about to come out. Let me set aside my 600. <laughs> like that's just not likely. So that makes sense. It's the, it's the focusing on AAA games that initially kind of put a bad taste in my mouth but once you think about it with this generation especially like think about all the games that are coming that we already know about within the end of this year to the middle of next year like cyberpunk's coming out dying light is probably going to be coming out dying light 2 specifically um star wars the new star wars game is coming out at the end of this year titanfall 3 has been rumored to be coming soon after that like there's a lot of games that we already know are coming for this generation of consoles. So this isn't, I feel like this isn't going to be like it was when PlayStation 4 came out where, hey, we're still trying to develop on the cell. We're still trying to forget how to develop on the cell processor. 
so we can get on PS4. Like that seemed like a big transition. And now now that everybody's been working in this PC like architecture for all this time, I feel like games are gonna come out like big AAA type games are going to be coming out, you know, towards the beginning of the console cycle and we won't have to wait for a while for these people to figure out how to use these tools. Or at least that's just my view on it. I don't know what you think about it. Honestly, this feels like the the PS3, like them reverting back to the what their what the plans were with the PS3 at launch. Uh yeah. I can I can get that, yeah. Where like like how it was Nintendo cornered everything on the casual market. Microsoft ca- captured everything on the third party market. So Sony just had to find their own lane somehow. I mean they eventually found it. Yeah. That's true. They I mean they found a very successful lane, but it just took them a while longer than I guess they would have wanted. Um Yeah, I, I mean it, it does remind me of them regressing a little bit. It seems like I, I have a fear that they're gonna go back into the arrogant Sony that PS3 launched with, like like this news paired with the fact that oh this is gonna be priced for the hardcore gamer, like that just tells me this is gonna be more expensive than people are expecting, and now that they're you know kind of not throwing indies out but like you know making that not their focus, like it, it seems like it's all pairing up to just lead to a less sympathetic message around PlayStation in general. Like, for the longest time, like, especially when PS4 came out and they had that used games video, like, everyone was cheerleading for Sony. And especially me, as guy who's been a PlayStation fan forever and just been shat on all of the last generation. But this generation has been their victory lap, and I hope that they don't get too arrogant off of that. I hope they still remain hungry and they're still willing to, you know, do what the people want. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is a good decision. It makes sense. It's all it's a sound decision from a financial standpoint. But like God, for the for the sake of the optics of the company, I'm just a little bit more shaky on it. Um I mean I don't know if you have any that's pretty much what I think on this one. Did you have any last thoughts on the story? I mean, they're gonna have they they'll have my money if they <laughs> uh if they if they have like I mean they'll they're gonna have my money because of LV. So Yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah, and same thing with me with Spider-Man and Horizon 2, so, like, I'll be over there at some point. At this point, it's just a question of how early am I buying this console? Are they giving me enough reasons to buy it at launch, or can I wait till it drops a couple hundred? Um, But hey, all that will be found out in due time. Um, So yeah, we look forward to seeing what they do with PlayStation 5, or whatever this next console is going to be, but it's probably PlayStation 5. Um, And yeah. That's pretty much the long and short of that story. So from there, we're going to go ahead and get towards the end of the show here with housekeeping. Um, Now, looking at the site right now, actually, first off, uh, with the housekeeping, I want to highlight some of the things that have been written, like Graydon's review of my friend Pedro. Um, That's a game we talked about this on the last episode. Now we have a review of it on the site. Um, I haven't checked out the whole thing. Yeah. It's the Switch version, not the PC version. Oh, so he played the Switch version? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's a little it's a little bit different, but effectively the same. I, unless there's like some issues with the, uh, you know, technical issues. I'm guessing everything else, content-wise, is going to be pretty much the same. But hopefully, it won't be too bad. And I like. I'm I'm just going to say this is a random thing. I like how he used the 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 picture switcher, where instead of like 
throw in a bunch of different pictures throughout the entire thing. He just like put modules where you can switch between like four different screenshots. I always yeah. like that. Like way to use the features of the site. <laughs> Good on you, Graydon. Um, so yeah, so Graydon's review is up. Uh, that will be in the description. You can read that. Um, over here on our YouTube channel, um, we got a bunch of stuff on there. I, as I said earlier, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. Those episodes are going up. So be on the lookout for that stuff. Uh, watch me be dumb and shriek when really emotional moments happen. It's 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 gonna be fun. Um, and also I I do want to try and get that immortal redneck video up there at some point. I just gotta re-record it at this point. So uh, yeah, be on the lookout for that as well. Um, and then be on the, the, uh, the right review. Uh, the oh, I have to look at that again. I, I'm not sure off the top of my head. I had worked on it a couple days ago, like on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, and I just haven't looked at it again since. So I just need to. I can probably have that one. Let's see. I can put that one up this week. Yeah, I'll have time for it. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for that one as well. Um, be on the lookout for uh, is the uh, what is it? The Star Trek review or is not review? The Star Trek Let's Play is still going on, I believe, right? Yeah, that reminds me. I got to record the. Yeah. <laughs> I got to record four. No, five. Five. Oh fuck! I got to record five more episodes. Oh boy, <laughs> so much to record. We're working hard. Um, on top of that, I have to do the. On top of that, I have to do the Halo. Oh yeah, Halo is still going too. Whew, there's. Ooh, we we got a lot we're doing there on the YouTube channel. So please go ahead and give that a look see. Um, and yeah, we got some other content coming there. Um, yeah, we've, we've got uh, the next installment of backlog to the front. Weeks twenty seven, twenty eight will be probably up by the time this is up. Exactly, Africa yep. for June. The, the LHG roundtable for franchises we like to see on the silver slash small screen. Mm-hmm. My top game, top five of E3 2019. Yep. We got we got a lot of stuff in the hopper over the next couple of weeks, so um, we got some and, big moves we're making. Oh, and we should promote it because mm-hmm. just we, we should. Uh, yeah. Hunter mentioned a while, long while ago, that he was going to be working on a LP channel. Oh yeah, he he started that. I saw that. Hmm. And yeah, and the first they him and Andrew have only put out two videos. First video, mm-hmm. just gangbusters. <laughs> I, I've heard it was going very well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got his channel now. I think. Yeah, the shut-ins. Oh, actually, no, this isn't that at all. Hold up, let me see this. Hmm. Shut-ins and. Yeah, they're yeah, playing. The link. Okay, yeah, they're they're playing uh, Dream Daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that they were playing uh, some or Dream. Oh yeah, yeah, this is it. Okay, yeah, I saw that they were playing this on Facebook. Uh, I I didn't click through, but yeah, seems like it's gonna be a silly good time. Got like sixty three views on the first video. Man, this guy's going ham already. So yeah, so yeah, I'll be linking that in the description as well. So go ahead and support one of our uh one of our writers and uh you know friend of the shows as well uh that should be fun if you need some more let's play content to look at after our stuff uh dream daddy stuff too yeah he plays that's a visual novel too that's a niche we're not quite hitting yet so hey good on him um and yeah that's pretty much all i can think of as far as plugs uh can you think of any other plugs that we got oh yeah let me let me go ahead and give a shout out to this this is another great and 
uh, joint. Um, so we do a lot of video game stuff here, but Lost Arrow is for more than just video games. And he actually reviewed uh, Bastille's new album, Doom Days. And, and um, mm -hmm. he will be working on a, now that The Walking Dead has ended, mm -hmm. he's going to be working on a special review, review slash eulogy. Retrospective. Retrospective <laughs> eulogy. Mm -hmm. And he is very jazzed to do that. Yeah, that one's going to be real good, too. We can probably, I might suggest to, I don't know when he's planning on putting that one out. But they're going to release like a special collection edition of like every single Walking Dead thing on one disc. And um, I actually have that one pre-ordered and I'm thinking of doing an unboxing for the channel. Like the like not just the game, like I have the Clementine statue, the, the Lee and Clem statue. So I oh, think I'm like a bastard. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get the one where it had the sign with the signature from David Kirk or not David from Robert Kirkman. I didn't get that one. Because that one was like 500 bucks and it sold out in a day. But I had enough money. I, now, here's the thing. I probably spent the money I was going to spend on my Borderlands Collector's Edition on this. So I need to cancel that Borderlands one. Because I don't want to be poor in, what, two months. Um, so yeah, I had to make my sacrifices. And I like Clem more than I like Claptrap. That's just how it works. But um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all the things I can think of to plug. Um, I was about to eat this piece of beet jerky, but let me finish talking before I do that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I got to plug. So links to all of those things we just talked about and more will be in the description of this episode. Um, and with that, that's pretty much the end of the show. Uh, I want to thank you guys for chilling with us. This felt like, this felt like a brief episode, even though we went on a roughly around two hours, which is about the normal, uh, amount that we talk anyway. But um, yeah, it, it was a good conversation. I, I, I think this was a pretty decent episode. Um, so yeah, this has been Emmett Watkins Jr. talking to y'all alongside Alan Mia. And I'm spreading my, I'm spreading the Bible of Life is Strange, my new religion. <laughs> the Bible of Life is Strange. I went through a journey because first you said I'm spreading my and I oh God, what is he going to say? <laughs> then you said Bible and I'm like, where is this going? Man, I... That was a, a mountain and a valley right there. Um, I, I, I want to be, to Life is Strange, what Jeff Keeley is to Doritos. <laughs> oh, man, I feel that. Well, you can be, to Life is Strange, what I am to PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. <laughs> I'll never let that game die. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, this has been the episode uh, for this week. This has been episode, I want to say, 32 of the podcast. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, hit us up on Twitter, all that other good stuff, and check our content. And uh, like, like the Facebook page? Yes, like the Facebook page. Let's get some engagement on there, man. Follow, um, follow the Twitter account? Exactly. Y'all, These links are in there every single week. Y'all better get up on it. Y'all know what your homework is. We're going to be checking, and we will be grading accordingly next week. Um, wow, I don't know why I got suddenly teacher like there. Um, so yeah, uh, so we'll go ahead and let y'all go on about your day. Thank y'all for listening. This has been the two people that I just said already. I'm not going to do the outro again. Um, and we shall talk to y'all later. Uh, and as I say every time, adios and keep it real. Keep it real. Bye-bye.
You're listening to the Los Hero Podcast Network.